God, you know, one of my uh, one of my personal prayers has always been that I long to see your face, but I pray that your voice would not be a surprise. And that is our prayer as a church, as 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 like a bride waiting for that wedding day, waiting to see your see your face. As we're going through this sermon series right now, as Pastor Brian is leading us and reminding us that your voice, that your presence does not have to be a surprise. God, would you speak to us this morning that we can enter into that new life, into that new relationship, into a a, a relationship where you're with us right now. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, welcome to Centerpoint Church. Before you sit down, if you could please greet somebody. And the kids are now dismissed to head to Kid Church. Amen, 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 amen. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you, a little something. I know you still having that turkey still settling around in there. But good morning. It's good to see everybody. Um, thank you guys for hanging out with us. I know that it's like that Thanksgiving weekend hangover, and so you still got that uh, stuffing on your mind and all that stuff, and you're still here with us to worship. Um, we're so honored and so glad to have you with us. Uh, We're going to finish up and we're wrapping up the series here entitled Hearing the Voice of God. If you have not heard all of the series or any of the series, you have opportunity to go um, to our podcast and check it out there. Um, Please feel free to grab that and uh, follow along with us. We're going to ask that if you have your Bibles, that you would turn to the book of John, the 16th chapter, uh, starting at verse 5. John 16, uh, whether you have your Bibles or tablets or phone apps or whatnot, I'll pray for us real quick and then we'll get started. Um, Father God, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love and your kindness. We thank you for bringing us to this point right now. Open up our hearts, open up our ears, open up um, our minds to receive your truth. Uh, Speak to us, Lord God, and give us excitement and energy as we hear about hearing your voice and understanding who you are. We thank you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. I would be remiss if I didn't say that I wanted to give a shout out to the praise band. They have been killing it the last couple of weeks. And so <laughs> I would hate not to mention how awesome they've been doing. So I just want to give a shout out to them. They have been killing it the last couple of weeks. Um, guys, if you would please stand with me as we read God's word. We're going to read John chapter uh, 16, verses 5 through 10. But now I am going away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking, where am I going? Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. 
And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refused to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Amen. You guys may be seated. Amen. We've been doing a series entitled Hearing the Voice of God. Last couple of weeks, we've been dealing with God's voice and how God speaks to us. Uh, we started off with talking about that God speaks to us through his holy word, that it's his antenna that brings his message clearly to us. We talked about prayer, us communicating with him and him talking to us. Uh, we talked about this whole, um, there are circumstances that take place in life, and when these circumstances take place, understand that they're not just issues or problems that pop up, but they're literally God's voice speaking to us and trying to get our attention. What did we talk about last week? Let's see. Confirmation. Praise God for one person. All right, confirmation. We talked about confirmation, that God uses circumstances and situations to confirm to us whether we should go left, whether we should go right, yes, no, not now, stop, move forward. He confirms using these circumstances, these situations, and things in life. And so lastly, we want to talk about this last aspect of hearing the voice of God um, that we want to capitalize on. It's called hearing God's voice through his Holy Spirit. Let me give you some background to the scripture we just read. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's telling his disciples, I'm getting ready to ascend um, up into heaven. There's going to be a period in time where I'll no longer be here, and I'm going to have to go away. And they don't quite understand, why would you leave us? We have all of this power. We have all of this uh, teaching. We have all of this preaching. We have all of these miracles that are in front of us. Why in the world would you leave us? And his disciples are very upset. And Jesus' response to them is, don't worry about me leaving because I'm going to send something greater to you guys than, than me at this moment. I'm going to send this advocate. I'm going to send my Holy Spirit that's going to be able to lead and guide and to teach you all these things you need to hear. And they don't really want to hear that because if you have an opportunity to be right next to the greatest thing in the world, you want the greatest thing in the world. You want your Jesus. And what he's saying is that I don't want you just to have me. I want everybody to experience me. And so if I'm in Jerusalem, then how are people away on Samaria going to experience me? Because only this people in, in Jerusalem would have me. So I'm going to go back up into heaven, and I'm going to give my spirit that anybody that accepts me would be filled with my spirit, and everybody would hear and have the response of me with them. So instead of me just being in Jerusalem and they have to, you know, web stream me in, fly from Jerusalem all the way to Samaria over Galilee or, or over in, 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 in Russia, he says, instead of that happening, I'm going to give my spirit to everybody when I go back up into heaven. And he says, through my spirit, there's going to be a conversation and people will be able to hear clearly and understand through this Holy Spirit that I'm going to give them. You guys with me? And so the minute you accept and you believe Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, not the very day, not the very hour, the very second that you accept him as your personal Savior, he drops into you, he places in you his Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit does several things. I want to share that with you. John 16, 13 goes on to say this, that number one, he tells us the truth. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He says that when God's spirit comes, he says it's going to guide you in all truth. This word guide doesn't mean just to take you by the hand, but it also means to guide as in a guide that's teaching you while he's walking with you. I'll give you an example. Um, to guide somebody, oftentimes we think of someone just taking their hand and just pulling them along the way. You've seen that. you got kids. You just, come on, come on with me. Stop. No, come here. Come, ah, put it down. Come here. You're that, that kind of guy. No, this Holy Spirit is one of those guides that kind of think of a museum. And in this hallway, 
we have this, and this is beautiful, and this is amazing. And down this hallway, don't ever touch that because that could lead to trouble. And we're walking, and we're walking, and we're walking. And this kind of Holy Spirit that we're talking about, this God is a God that leads you, but also teaches you why he leads you. You guys with me? And so he says, this Holy Spirit that he's placing in you and I is the spirit that's going to guide us and take us along a certain path, but also teach us at the same time. What is he teaching us? That's a great question. He's not teaching us the philosophy and the doctrines of ABC News. He's not teaching us the doctrines and the philosophies of whatever sports you want to watch or whatever information you want to get. He's teaching you the doctrines and the philosophies of Jesus Christ, the doctrines and the philosophies of God. He's teaching you absolute truth. Everybody has their own truth. There's a truth how to parent. There's a truth how not to parent. There's a truth how to be um, surviving in a, in a situation in a life. There's a truth of this, a truth of that, a philosophy of this, a philosophy of that. He says, I'm not here to give you any of those teachings or those philosophies. I'm here to give you 100% absolute truth. It's the truth that is above all other truths. It's the truth above all talk shows and radio and what Dr. Oz got to say. It's above all the truth that exists. It is the absolute truth. He says, what I've come to give you is someone that's going to guide you and lead you in all what? Truth. And not anybody else's truth, but pure 100% truth, the only truth that really is truth. He says he's going to give you this truth, this guide that's going to show you how to live out life in a way that you can fully understand what it is to thrive and to be successful and to be powerful and to be humble and to be mighty in his name and all names that exist. It's his truth. He says he's given us this truth that we would walk out his ways fully, walk out his ways in a way that we could never fully understand or imagine. But when we live out this truth, it makes more sense than any other truth there is out there. And it brings us more peace than anybody else's philosophy on how to grab peace, how to hold on to peace, how to live in peace, what it looks like peace, how many pieces you should chase, how much peace you should have. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm rapping again just for a second. Slow down. Get a beat real quick. So he says, listen, he says, listen, he says, I want you to understand that this truth that I'm giving you is the highest truth there is. And I'm giving it to you and it's going to speak to you and guide you and lead you in all truth and righteousness. You just have to be willing to follow the guide. Uh, every movie I've seen where there's a tour guide, the movie takes a tremendously weird turn when those kids leave the what? tour guide. Y'all seen all these movies. Night of whatever. You seen all these movies. Whenever they break away from the tour guide is when the adventure starts and when the trouble begins. Every time they leave the tour guide. Every time we leave God's voice that's calling us and pulling us and teaching us and we go in a different direction, we leave the tour guide and we experience something we were never meant to experience. He says, my Holy Spirit speaks to you and leads you and guides you in truth. Not only does it lead you and guide you in truth, not only does he tell you the truth, but he says that his Holy Spirit shows us the future. This should be really interesting. Go ahead, Jake. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth. He will not speak on his own, but it will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. Now, some of you guys are sitting there like, really? He's going to tell me the future? I'm about to do a pick five tonight. No, don't get, calm down. Hold on. Start getting those lottery tickets. Calm down for a second. His truth leads you to understand the future. What it means by the future is in two aspects. One, it gives you insight in the things that are to come. 
His Holy Spirit speaks to you and gives you insight on what is about to happen. It gives you insight on people and situations and relationships you should or should not get involved in. It gives you this special insight, this special guiding. A few years ago, we were down at Annapolis Mall, and I had told Rosie some months before um, we had got to the Annapolis Mall about this guy, this pastor I knew. He was, he was a little shady. He was a little, I love the money. He was a little nice cars, big trips. You know what I'm saying? He was really good. He could talk people into mortgage in their homes to pay for the next big church adventure. You know, he was that kind of guy. And so Rosie and I are in the mall a few months later, and I run into him. And I say, hey, what's up? And I don't remember if I told him the name or not, but I introduced him, and we talked for like 44 seconds. And he went on his way. And Rosie said, is that the guy you were talking about a few months ago? I said, well, how do you even know? She said, I could just feel it. It was just, ugh. Just, ugh, I could feel it, ugh. <laughs> There's sometimes this spirit that sometimes we can just see, sir, we can feel, we can talk, we can hold a conversation, and you can just say, that's somebody I don't ever want to be involved with. There's some people I get in contact with, and I talk to them for 38 seconds. I say, man, I want to get connected to that guy. Like, that person's got it. I want some more of that it factor that they have. I want to learn more. I want, man, there's a, there's a humble spirit on that person. I just want to hang out with them and just pray with them for it. I want to, there's something, there's some kind of insight that the Holy Spirit gives us that allows us to see there's something in that person. It's something about that person. There's connection I need to have or there's connection I don't need to have with that person. It gives you insight into things. You guys are with me? The other aspect of when it says it allows you to see into the future is what it means that it has the ability to speak to you in a way that lets you foretell of things that are to come. In other words, like in prophesying, telling those things which are to come that have not yet happened. In the Old Testament, it would say that God's spirit fell down on certain individuals and they would begin to write the Bible or tell you things or prophecies of things that are coming, the Messiah that was coming, Jesus that was coming, events that were going to happen in the future. And as those things took place, you would say a prophecy was being what? Fulfilled. Because God's Holy Spirit told people and helped them understand these things are to come. It says that the Holy Spirit not only can give you insight, but at times it can help you be prophetic to speak things that have not yet happened. Y'all with me? Number three. It says that the Holy Spirit not only tells us about the future, but he also speaks for God and Jesus. Verse 14. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. He says that the Holy Spirit speaks on behalf of God and the Father. Excuse me, God and Jesus. It speaks on behalf of the Father and the Son. It speaks on behalf of God and Jesus. His Spirit, his spirit hears from them and then speaks to us in which way to go and what to do. You ever seen these cartoons, and I'm sure everyone's seen it, there's that devil on one shoulder, and it's that angel crunk on the other shoulder. Nobody's ever seen, you've seen crunk, come on. And so you have these two things on your shoulder, and you've seen these cartoons and these drawings and these comic book illustrations, and you have this one voice that's like, no, we should go do whatever we want. And we have this other voice like, oh, no, we shouldn't do it all. And so you have these two voices going on, they're competing, and they're, and they're kind of having this conversation on which way to go, which way to guide you. God says that my spirit is going to guide you or should guide you in what? Truth. 
And so this voice over here, this one that says, let's do what we want to do. Let's do how we feel. We ain't got to say that. We ain't got to talk about all that. Oh, forget them. That or whatever F word we want to use. It says, oh, whatever, all that stuff is going on right here. And then we have this voice right here that's trying to give us truth. He says, there's these two voices competing for one another. And he says, the difference is that this voice is not my truth. And this voice is not my truth, and this voice is my truth. And you have to decide which voice is actually God's voice, and who do I listen to, and who do I yield to, except the difference is this voice will always give you his what? Truth. No matter how much you want to do whatever you want to do, his truth will always rise to the top. And when we have this competition of which voice should I listen to, those are the moments we step back, we fall back and say, God, what is your voice? God, what is your will? What is your passion? What is your desire? What is your ultimate what? Truth. Because if I'm willing to humble myself to his truth, then I will experience the best life that he has plotted and planned out for me. If I'm willing to humble myself to his truth, regardless of what this voice is, how much it may feel good, how much it may sound good, how much it may bring me all of these wonderful riches and grandeur and all of this excitement, his truth will rise above all of that. And because it's his truth, I can always humble myself and say, God, show me your what? Truth. He says this Holy Spirit, no matter what's around us, will lead us to truth if we listen to it. Here's the test. How many of us have ever just done what we felt like it? <laughs> I saw some faces cringe. They were like, and it feels good when you do what you want to do. And it's exciting when you do what you want to do. And when you spend your money on what you want to spend your money on, how you want to spend it, it feels great. Oh, it's wonderful. It's an amazing feeling. But at the end of the month, it's time to pay those bills. Is you wanted to get a couple ribs, loaded mashed potatoes, extra drink. Oh, it's just me. It's just me on that one. And you look at that bank account, and now you're saying, man, how am I going to pay X or pay Y? I should have never went to wherever. It's because we decided to do what we wanted to do. And that's just a simple illustration of just going out to get some food. When it comes to telling people where to go and how to get there, and you knew you shouldn't have said it, but today I feel like it, it can cost the marriage a long, long, long run of problems. It can cause issues on the workplace. It can cause issues in family and friends, all because I wanted to. And where was God's truth in this moment when I wanted to say what I wanted to say versus actually not saying it? One of the greatest things I ever heard was from a coworker. He said, it's a fact that you feel, but not every feeling is a fact. Change my life. I'll say it again. It's a fact that you feel, but not every feeling is a fact. It doesn't mean that I have to respond and act as if every feeling I have is actual truth. Because just because I feel like it doesn't mean it's worth everything. Just because I don't feel like being married today, I love you. Just because I don't feel like being married today or to you, doesn't mean it's worth my life and my plans and my future. Just because I don't like my job today or my supervisor today doesn't mean it's worth me walking away and leaving these benefits and taking care of all, oh, oh, good Lord, all these people I had to take care of because I feel like it today. 
it's a fact that you feel, but every feeling isn't a fact. Sometimes, even though I may want to respond or act or do certain things a certain kind of way, I got to fall back and understand that God's spirit and his truth is more important than how I feel. And God says, even when you want to do your own thing, come on with me. Have you ever had the Holy Spirit just say, come on, shut up, come on. Don't say it, come on. I do that in my house more than anything, especially with one of my children. Now, I'm just looking around. <laughs> one of my children, she's always, I'm sorry, he's, they've always got to have something to say. Always the last word. You know one of those last word people? You know those last word people? And you're kind of like, stop talking to your mom. Stop having the last word. Shut up. Shut up. Come here. Come here. Shut up. I got one of those last word people. And we got to have the Holy Spirit sometimes. This is, come here, stop it. Nope, stop, stop. Watch this. Point number four. The Holy Spirit, he can be grieved. Watch and, verse 430. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you'll be saved on the day of redemption. If you remember to the, the third point that we just talked about, it says that he says that when we when the Holy Spirit listens to God and listens to Jesus, it brings God and Jesus glory. And then he goes on in verse 430 of Ephesians and he says, listen, he says, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. He says, God is blessed by the fact that God and Jesus speak through the Holy Spirit and gives us absolute truth. He's absolutely blessed. The more amazing blessing is when we act out what God has said. And so when we refuse to act out what God has said, it says that the Holy Spirit is grieved. In other words, God's Spirit is made what? Sad. The God's Spirit is brought, the Holy Spirit is given sorrow, is frustrated because we weren't obedient to God's voice. He says in one aspect, God speaks the truth, and God is pleased because he's, he's echoing the truth. Amazing, wonderful, sweet, beautiful, rejoicing truth. But he's grieved when we don't obey his what? Truth. Y'all see that? Y'all got that? And so it grieves me because if any of us have had children or anybody understand, there's nothing worse than talking to that kid to stop doing it. Stop. Don't go down that path. Don't go down that road. You're giving absolute 100% truth, and they still decide to go down that road. How frustrating is it that you shared truth and they didn't receive it? How hurtful and how sorrowful do you feel when you shared that truth to someone you love and you shared that truth not out of your feelings, not out of your wants, but because you want them to experience the best what? Truth. And when they ignore that truth, it hurts. When they ignore that truth, it brings you sorrow because you understand the pain that's coming and that is going to come from them not accepting what? Truth. And God says he puts inside of us truth that gives us insight on his word, insight on his voice, insight on reality, insight on how to live, how to walk, how to talk, how to breathe, insight on who he is, absolute, pure truth. And when we ignore his truth, he's grieved. He's saddened because he understands that every time we decide not to follow the guide, the hurt we're going to feel the pain we're going to experience, the hardship that's going to come because we ignored his what? Truth. And God says, I have placed in you my Holy Spirit that speaks and leads and guides 
to all what? Truth. There's nothing more amazing than understanding and getting to the point where we get that God has placed his spirit inside of us that leads us to truth. And all we have to do is follow it. And you'll say to me, you don't know how hard it is, and you don't know how much it calls me, and you don't know how much I crave for it, and you don't know how much I want it. When is it going to be my turn to do what I want to do? <laughs> I, let me talk like I was just talking to, to the fellas for a second. Hood. Dude, I'm a dude. You're a dude. I get the call, I get the feel, I get the desire, I get the want, I get I don't feel like it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not preaching because I'm super holy. Ask any of these people to live with me. I'm not, I'm not super holy, I just get it sometimes, and I'm trying to do what's right. You feel me? My hood, come on, man. Right. I'm, just, I'm here trying to do this. I'm trying to do life like you are. But I get that his voice is calling for greater and better and bigger things. And I want to do my thing when he's saying truth is right here. Follow it. Humble yourself. Yield to it. Surrender to it. Truth. His truth is no greater than the truth that he gives me. <laughs> I say this because in order to hear God's voice, that's great. In order to hear God's voice, that is phenomenal. You answer? No, watch, this is great. Like, God is so funny. Like, you see, like, I couldn't have done that, but better if I wanted to. Like, God is calling. And we got to make a decision. Like, no, watch, like, play with this for a second. It's going to get playful. Just watch this for a second. Like, imagine that God is calling, and this is what we do every day of our life. Is this, is not really convenient time. Voicemail. I'm kind of, I'm kind of sitting here talking to folk. Voicemail. Ah, pay attention to my kids. I am on my phone. I'll get back to voicemail. You see that? Got it. Thank you. And so we sit here, and we just kind of, he calls. And we just kind of, ah, I'm sorry. You, you did it. Sorry, guys. It's God calling. All right, back to what we're talking about. And his Holy Spirit is calling us. And it's great that you can hear him calling. This is what I was saying. It's great that you can hear him calling, but are you willing to answer him? In the most awkward situations, are you willing to answer the call? Are you willing to respond to his voice when he reaches out? It's great that you can hear. It's great that you have a feeling. It's great that you have a prompt. It's great that you want to help people. It's great that you want to serve the community. It's great, it's great that you, you get it. I'm glad you get it. But are you answering the what? The call. Are you willing to, to pick up the phone when he calls you? So amazing. You guys will never get how amazing that just was. It just happened. It's the best illustration I could never plan in my life. When his spirit calls, it's great that you can hear it. Are you willing to humble yourself to answer it? 
Are you willing to put his voice above your circumstances, your situations? Are you willing through this whole series that we talked about, are you willing to take the next step, which is to move forward and respond to when he calls and speaks? Because my wife can talk all day long. Not like she just talks all day long. Like she could. It's a bad example. Zaf could talk all day long. Let's move on down the road. Tyler, <laughs> far away as I can. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. You're going to help me out. Tyler, come here. Tyler could talk all day long. This way, if I don't, if I move all the way over here, I'm not offending my wife. Tyler could talk all day long. As much as he talks about whatever it is he wants to talk about, if I don't really give him the time, the love, the intensity, my attention, doesn't matter what he's saying. He could tell me about sports. He can tell me about football. He can tell me about all the stats he has in the world. Until I actually turn my ears and hold a conversation with him, it doesn't really matter what he's talking about. He's not valued, and there's no real parent-son connection. He can tell me about all of his interests, all of his desires to be an artist, all his desires to draw, all his desires to go to art class. But if I give him no response, it doesn't really what? Matter. And a lot of us, come walk with me, are walking with this God, this Holy Spirit, this guy that's calling us, that's speaking to us, that's calling us to do great things, but none of us are actually willing to tap into a conversation and relationship with him. If you don't get anything else from what I'm saying today, I want you to take this takeaway with you. Let God's spirit lead you in truth. I'll say it again. Let God's spirit lead you in truth. Don't let his spirit just call you. Don't be excited you just heard from him. Don't be excited that you read the word and it spoke to you for the first time. Don't be excited that you prayed in this moment of how you should respond happened. Don't be excited just because these circumstances led you to what you think might be a good move. But actually let his spirit, what, lead you into absolute truth. Hearing the voice of God means receiving what he says and doing it. Hearing your child talk and responding is totally different. Hearing your kid cry and how you respond to that cry is totally different. Hearing God speak and not responding is why we don't know who he is. Let's pray. God, it's by your absolute grace that you find ways to speak to us, to reach out to us, to call us into a relationship with you. God, I pray right now that you would open up our hearts and our ears the next few days and weeks to come that we would surrender our lives to you, Father. That We would answer your voice we would humble ourselves to do the things we don't want to, to live in your presence. I ask God that you'd bless over this time as we enter into communion, that you would let this be the first step in rededication, recommitment, faithfulness to you, to ask for forgiveness in the places we've sinned, to forgive the people that we need to, that we'd walk out a relationship 
true love and life with you. Cleanse our hearts and clears our thoughts as we prepare for communion. In Jesus' name, amen.